0: Truth Jihad Radio is 100% crowdfunded and therefore fearless and independent. Please help us stay that way. You can subscribe at my Substack, that's kevinbarrett.substack.com. Or you could send a one time PayPal donation to Truth Jihad at gmail.com. the special live edition of Truth Jihad Radio. I'm Kevin Barrett, doing this broadcast from the usual old ice cream trailer out in the nether regions of western Wisconsin's Driftless region, talking to all sorts of folks from all over the planet who have things to say that the masters of the universe don't want you to hear. Today, our theme is the decline and fall of western civilization. In the second hour, Harrison Coley will return to Truth Jihad Radio after an absence of nearly 15 years to talk about ponerology in general, that is the science of psychopathic evil, and its application to Marxism, or as he calls it, Marxism, and wokeness. So that should be fun. In the first hour, my friend and colleague Lynn Din is reporting from... Well, I guess he's in Laos, last I heard. Or was it Thailand? He'll tell us. He's written some great recent stuff, including Brave New Reset, which includes appreciations of Cormac McCarthy's The Road and Zhang Yingju's The Book of Swindles. Uh, And, uh, well, let's just say Harrison (laughs) and Lin, I think, are both in agreement that there are some serious psychopathological tendencies at play in today's so-called civilization, and that things look to be getting a bit worse, maybe a lot worse, as Lynn suggests. If he thinks the road is uh, the, the way of the future, uh, we're in maybe even worse trouble than I realized. So let's uh, talk about it. Welcome, Lynn. How are you? Hi, Kevin. How you doing, man? Not too bad. you doing so, uh, well? Yeah, 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 good. So, so okay, do you hear good a good. fan in the background? I've got a fan playing. uh
1: let me
0: turn my AC off. It's so damn hot. <laughs> you got your AC on. It, I bet the it listeners can't hear anything. Here, man. Oh man! At least we're staying cool. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so we
1: good, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm coming through loud and clear. You sound yeah. pretty yeah, you, I you, good. You sound fine. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. All right. So I guess yeah, we're we're good enough. Good enough to go. So, so Lynn, uh, I I read Cormac McCarthy's The Road several years ago. I became a McCarthy fan maybe starting 10 or 12 years ago or something like that. It's this grim depiction of a father and son kind of traveling south in a desolate landscape after what appears to have been some kind of nuclear holocaust or its equivalent. It's somewhat unspecified, and the landscape is full of these roaming predators and you know would-be pederastic rapists and stuff who would... Clearly target the father's son if they could get to him. There's a lot of cannibalism going on. That's pretty much how the few people left stay alive. And the sky is just this gray. Uh, nothing's growing, and they're trying to get south where maybe there might be a little bit of sun and maybe something can grow and maybe the maybe a couple of humans will still survive. It's uh, it's quite a trip that book, and you, you just wrote about that, uh, thinking about the possibility that that vision might come true. So. Tell us about how you were uh, you were thinking that along those lines uh, from Southeast Asia. By the way, are, are you in Laos or in Thailand? Yes, I'm in Laos. Laos, Laos. Hakse. okay.
1: Hakse. yeah, southern Laos. Gotcha. it. Uh, I that's the second time I wrote about the book, Kevin. Uh, but recently I thought of it again because I was um, drug and uh, uh, and uh, robbed on the street of Laos. Laos is so safe; you don't expect anything like that to happen. But the guy who did it was obviously not a Lao. Okay. So he's a sort of a traveling con man. And, uh he, you know, I didn't expect this to happen because I was in, in public with I was drinking with him in a public space. I didn't expect him to put anything in my drink and then wait for me to leave. He timed this perfectly because I was lying on the street for I don't know how long. So, uh you know, that's why I thought of the road, you know, because the book of Swindles, the, the up, rather still obscure Chinese uh, book of, uh, you know, people uh, getting hustled. Uh, a lot of the incidents happen on the road, okay? Because so I thought of this: um, the road is like a place in between, right? You know, you have cities, which are civilized space. That's why I, I thought of cities, civilization, civic citizens, all that. And the road is is where bad things can happen, okay? But in the USA, is uh, it's a little bit problematic to 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 suggest that because our, our cities, American cities, are, are where bad things happen right now, especially the bigger cities, you know, Philadelphia, New York. Uh, Chicago, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Houston, you know, the, the, just mayhem, chaos. All right. So but uh, traditionally, is the road is where bad things happen because, uh, no, you know, no one no one sees what's happening. You know, you, you're alone. You know, you're meeting strangers. You know, you get robbed. You get raped. You get killed. So, uh, you know, uh, the book The Road is about that. You know, it's about wandering. You know, it's not it's about not having a home. It's not having a shelter. It's about being a refugee, you know, just a permanent refugee. And I've talked about being refugees in the past because I was a refugee. You know, Americans can't conceive of being a refugee. They think of refugees as just people flooding into the southern border, Uh, you know, and many of these are not even even refugees, you know, they are economic refugees, so they're just uh, opportunists, you know. But a real refugee is one who is in imminent uh, danger, okay? And uh, Americans think of refugees as other people, but, you know, white people were refugees not that long ago. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a theme that's constantly on my mind. You know, what ha- happens when you're forced into fleeing and you have nowhere to go? Because wherever you go, you're not going to be welcome. You know, people don't want you there.
0: Yeah. And, you know, these days it's, it's interesting, you know, your audience and maybe even to some extent, you know, my audience includes a lot of people on what's sometimes called the alt-right. And they don't really like refugees and immigration too much. And there's a marked lack of sympathy with this. Plight of refugees uh, in that demographic, which always struck me as, as a little bit obnoxious. I mean, you know, you could simultaneously say, "Look, we need to accept fewer immigrants. We'll have a better society if we have you know fewer immigrants." And at the same time, you could be compassionate about the people who are in that situation and even maybe try to figure out a solution for them. But instead, you get all this demonization, right? Where you know, Trump says, all oh, those Mexicans, you know, a bunch of rapists and stuff, and he cites all these examples and, and and so people just start sort of hating on on these uh on these refugees, which I don't know. I mean I guess that's politics, but still it's kind of obnoxious.
1: Well what's most obnoxious is that they they accept no the responsibility for creating refugees because America's yeah. the biggest creator of refugees, you know? Uh so uh, okay, I, I mm-hmm. a little while ago I profile a, a Iraqi woman Barely making a living in, um, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. You know, and I got these just basically assholes coming onto uns to, to, uh, you know, to rage against her. You know, like she's coming here as a freeloader. She was working her tails off, uh, at a donut, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, factory. All right. And she, w- she would have been here if her life hadn't been destroyed by America, by the USA, by your tax money. You have blood on your hand. So, okay. So they don- they accept no responsibility for that. They just see her as, as, as another brown person. Coming in to, uh, you know, to take, uh, to take advantage of them. I've had the same uh, say to me, you know, that I should be grateful. A guy recently come onto my Substack. I got away from once because I got, I got sick of these idiots, man. You know, I'm not here to fucking entertain morons. So a guy came onto my Substack to rage at me out of nowhere. He said that I should appreciate America for introducing me to, uh, air conditioning. And refrigerators. I mean, what what presumptuousness, man! You know, because all his, his knowledge of of Vietnam is is from uh, Apocalypse Now. You know, from Deer Hunter. You know, uh, it's just it's it just uh, you know, Vietnam was a civilized uh, society uh, a thousand years ago. You know, before America was even founded, and Vietnam will outlast uh, America, and so will Laos. You know, Laos is you know one of the poorest countries on earth, and they still have the tradition. They still have the you know the the values. You know their heritage, and that's why they will out, outlast America. The United States doesn't realize how transient it is. It is a transient society. It is basically a homeless society. It's a bunch of squatters, man. You know,
0: yeah, and they don't realize yeah.
1: that <laughs> yeah. they've been squatters and they're going to be refugees soon enough. They don't realize that they are so damn arrogant. You know, and I've been on their side. You know, I mean, I'm more of a, a patriot than, than they are because I've been trying to do something about it. I speak up for them, and every time I do so, I get attacked.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah 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 I, I don't think there's a lot of uh, political sort of nimbleness and you know adroitness uh among that that crowd it's funny you mentioned that that they're saying you should be uh, down on your knees groveling and thanking america for giving you you poor benighted uh, asian savage some air conditioning <laughs> I mean, when i first i when i first married my uh, moroccan wife we used to uh, actually tell people sometimes just for fun that she rode a camel to school when she was little and they would all just, <laughs> totally with big eyes, they'd say, oh, really? That's so interesting. You know, <laughs> so they're they're imagining that she's, like, living in a tent or something. And
1: right, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's preposterous. But, Kevin, here's the thing, man. You know, the, the collapse of the United States is really tragic, and it's accelerating. It's happening so fast, it's unbelievable. Okay? I mean, we can, we can talk about that, you know, like the barbarity, you know, the, the surging barbarity that's overtaking America.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, let, let, let's talk about that. So so sort of the the road by Cormac McCarthy gives us a kind of a logical, you know, near end point of that barbarity which would be that the massacres and wars perpetrated by this country which of course created all these refugees that the right-wing people are always raging about uh end up, you know, the the chickens come home to roost and the war comes home and it's uh nuclear apocalypse, at least we assume that's probably the issue or something like it happened anyway. And, uh, and and so that's it. That's you know, there's really uh, not you not know, no civilization left, but basically no life support left. And so, you, how far down the road, as it were, are we to that that road?
1: Well, the the road is not clear about exactly what happened. We can assume there's some kind of nuclear, you know. Yeah, there, uh, there's a flash. Attack. There's like a
0: flash over. He's the guy's living near Washington D.C., and there was a flash. And he quickly pumped water into his bathtub before the electricity went out. It sure right. sounded like a nuclear war.
1: Right, and uh, you know the, his wife committed suicide. You know that's yeah. the funny thing. And, and he actually you know, so, didn't, so, he mean, didn't
0: think that was such a bad choice, but <laughs> it just wasn't his choice.
1: <laughs> yeah. But but that, you know because but, but he's he's still wa- he's still on the side of life. You know he's still like the father. He has to live for his son, right? So they're not going to commit suicide together. The you know the mother can go and you know can kill herself, but he's going to be the father. He's going to take care of the son,
0: right? And, and, and so, that's and that is so a little that's odd because
1: life affirming,
0: huh? I mean, most generally, mothers are just as attached to trying to keep their children alive as fathers, if not more so. So that's a, that's a little odd, but it's not. Yeah, that's
1: a impossible. that's a very strange twist. But 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 the the theme is that they're still the good guys. They're not they're not going to eat people, you know. Uh, they still they still right we're the last two
0: good guys on earth who don't eat people
1: (laughs) (laughs) but so they know they're not going to kill anyone i mean at one point they ran into they heard a dog and the son say we're not going to kill him will will we papa something like that right so they're not going to kill a dog you know so i think that's not real very realistic is it but you know whatever i mean the fact that they still have values is important that's that was i think the main theme of the of the of the role. you know whatever happens they're going to remain humans they're not going to kill or eat people, you yeah. know, and at the end, uh, the son is, has his faith restored because they have this uh, apparently, uh, you know, um, Christian family or something who's going to take him in, right? So th- that's the positive message of the road. But uh, it's very bleak. And, you know, it, 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 when the father reflects on the state of, the, uh, you know, of, 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 uh, of the world inside the novel... It, there seems to be no faith, you know. I mean, deep down, he he realizes this is just futile. This is just hopeless, right? But he doesn't he doesn't have a choice but to go on for the sake of his son. What is he gonna do? Kill his son and kill himself? No, he's not gonna do that. So it's a very desperate faith, you know. And I, I'm wondering where we are right now as far as our faith in anything, you know, in civilization, in ourselves.
0: Yeah, well, you know that uh, when you got rolled uh, over in in uh, Laos. It wasn't really because the Laotian society is breaking down and, and it's an apocalyptic situation. It's just some, some drifter that you, you never should have been drinking with in the first place, Lynn. In fact, you shouldn't be drinking at all. Uh, Haramalik. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink. I, I don't meet people, man. You know, this, it's a social thing. Uh, yeah, but you know, you, you, uh, the drifter, right? The con man, you know, the ones who pass through, you know, so we're going to see more of that, you know, and it's funny because I bring, I brought up Ukraine recently because I visited Ukraine in uh, January and uh, February of 2016. All right. And I al- already saw a, a collapsed society. They got nothing out of signing with USA, even then. Okay. Yeah, talk about scammers and grifters.
0: Reagan. Uncle Sam is the ultimate right, scammer but, and grifter sometimes.
1: Yes, of course. But you know, like e- even the regular people, they got nothing out of it. They, didn- they didn't get breadcrumbs from Uncle Sam, you know. They were kneeling on the streets begging. There were soldiers walking around uniform begging, you know? It was pathetic. I mean, it was already a devastated society. So that's the model, alright? Because, because we are supposed to stand with Ukraine. But no, we are destroying Ukraine. See, that's, that's the irony. I mean, you know, the United States is not helping Ukraine. It's destroying Ukraine. Okay? So, and in a sense, the people behind this war in Ukraine is also destroying America. And that's something we can talk about. So, so we're and not, we're we're we have... not
0: going to stand with Ukraine. We're going to fall with Ukraine.
1: But, uh, but the, you know, the we, you know, yeah, we as as regular people, yeah, we're going to fall with Ukraine. But the people behind it, this is what they want. They want Russians and sla- and uh, Ukrainians to kill each other. You know. And uh, if the if best the investment fixed... we ever made,
0: said Lindsey Graham.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, he's he's a clown. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, uh, Lindsey or whatever his name is. Yeah. But but here's the thing, man. Um, we have a strong disagreement over this, you know. Uh, I think like the Jews are very behind the Ukrainian war, okay? And the well, Jews Lindsay are very behind. The America. <laughs> well, no, I know that, but he's 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 nothing. He's just a you know. I'm not saying everyone who's, who who speaks like that is a Jew, but but look, Victoria Newland, right? Zelensky, right? And all of the Jewish media is behind this Ukrainian war. You know, when I when I first came to the United States, there were even different different of opinions in the newspapers. You know, this in the, in the 70s. I remember. You know, in the 80s, when I started to become like a thinking person, I adult, I realized, you know, there were uh, editorials that oppose each other. You don't see that anymore. You know, so with the with the Jew jabs, with the vaccine, they all they all in agreement. And so with the Ukrainian war. So when you see that, you realize, wait a second, there's no free press because they all speak with the same voice. OK, so and, well, and, we're and, not really and in disagreeing about that.
0: I, we're, what we're disagreeing in disagreement about is whether the situation is that. OK, so people from Jewish ethnicity are overrepresented in our media, among other powerful institutions. And there is a problem of ethnic nepotism. Uh, that one could point to but whether there is some kind of concerted jewish effort to destroy ukraine i don't think so yeah there's a concerted jewish effort to destroy palestine and then whether there's a concerted jewish effort to destroy people through the vaccine i don't see that either i don't really see much of a jewish link uh besides besides just sort of garden variety overrepresentation in the institutions with regard to either ukraine or Palestine, so I, I don't see. I mean, sorry, either Ukraine or or the vaccines. Uh, it, Palestine, yes, Palestine is is a Jewish, uh, Jewish state uh, committing genocide against Palestinians. But these other issues, not really so much. Uh, there, I think it's just but Kevin. Yeah. You, Kevin, you don't even think
1: you don't even think the vaccine is harmful, right?
0: Mm, no, well, I didn't get it. I think it's you know I, I weighed. I, I'm sixty four. And I looked at the actuarial tables, and I looked at the how fast they came up with that thing and i you know i said no way i'm not I'm not going to come near that i mean even if I had my analysis had said, well, you're probably a little bit better off getting it than not at age 64. I still wouldn't have gotten it because I think it was developed side by side along with COVID itself. COVID is a bioweapon. The vaccine is the antidote. They always develop, you know, the intended antidote. They always develop the antidote alongside the bioweapon. And when the military develops a a vaccine uh, to use, you know as a weapon that that vaccine doesn't you know they're they not even trying to make it all that safe like look what happened to the guys who went over to fight gulf war one like hundreds of thousands died uh, largely from the experimental vaccines especially the anthrax vaccine so military vaccines are bad news this is a crash military vaccine the people who launched covid with a bio attack on china and iran had that vaccine thinking that because they were ahead in mrna technology they'd be able to protect their populations and the other guys would all die so what that's what these that's vaccines no. are. They're a military protective device for a military bioweapon and they're, and they failed. They're not, they don't protect well.
1: Okay, Kevin. I mean, first off, I, I appreciate that although we have very strong disagreements, we can have a, a civil discussion. You know, this is rare, man. You know, most people just cancel each other and we're not, we're not like that. So no, anyway, not at all. this is my take. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. We, we, we can still be cool. You know, we can still be civil. But here's the thing, man. I think the, 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 the COVID scare was 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 created to uh steer people to herd people into the vaccine so the vaccine was was the you know was designed to not uh save people from from covid but to kill more of them you know and covid treatment was also meant to kill people so but this is not about like killing everybody at once you know they, they can't do that you know but this was meant to injure and hurt people and kill them some of them immediately and many of them over time. All right. And, and the statistics are coming out. There's excess death everywhere. All right. But I first noticed there was something seriously wrong because of Vietnam. Vietnam was completely, um, closed. That's why I couldn't go back. I was, I was stuck in South Korea and then I was stuck in uh, Serbia. But anyway, Vietnam was closed for two years and there was like 31 COVID deaths. Very, very few. And Vietnam is right next to China and that border is not, you know, it's porous. Okay, there are Vietnamese working in China who came back, right, you know, across the border. I mean, I even tried to walk across into China. I mean, the border has always been very porous. During COVID time, it got, you know, it got uh, it was better protected. But there were there was still traffic uh, at least one way from, you know, Vietnamese coming back from China. And yet there were only like 32 COVID deaths for uh, over two years. And when the vaccine was rolled out, that's when you start seeing people dying. So I realized the vaccine was killing people, and not COVID deaths. You know. So, so and wh- the ventilators... which vaccine
0: did they use? I thought they were using Sinovac in Vietnam.
1: No, I th- uh, my friend. One of my friends got hurt uh, from Pfizer. You know, it's funny because the commies, uh, the commies, uh, um, they they grabbed the Pfizer first because they were the elite. You know, they love Pfizer. <laughs> they thought America's mm-hmm. vaccines were the best. So, uh, one of my friends, he, he's not, he's not a, he's not even the top, he's a very low level comedy. He's just a journalist. But he was very happy when he got those Pfizer shots, you know? And, uh, he even announced it on Facebook. You know, everybody uses Facebook now. He announced it on Facebook that, you know, he's, he's about to get his Pfizer shot. And, and immediately he, he became, uh, debilitated. You know, uh, you know, he aged like 20 years immediately, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the, di- uh, the doctors said he had cancer. But that, that doesn't make any sense as soon as he got the Pfizer shot he got cancer sounds like a
0: fact you know? a fast acting cancer like uh like the shot they gave jack ruby when he was in prison
1: yeah, it doesn't make any sense i mean i i i saw him twice uh when i was in Vung tao you know and he he wasn't the same man he could barely talk and he you know he himself won't admit that he got hurt by the vaccine because it's just too painful to to think that he got full so easily you know so and i've talked to people who've been damaged by the vaccine in Vietnam. Um, but but here's the thing. I, I've also heard that some of the nurses and doctors diluted the vaccine because, you know, they want to make more money from the same dose. So maybe they have inadvertently saved people.
0: Well, there are a whole lot of these uh, anecdotes about people getting harmed by the vaccine. And, of course, there are also a ton of anecdotes of people thinking that they haven't been harmed, like I know a ton of them. Uh, and so... Ultimately, you know, you got to kind of look, try to find some kind of hard evidence to back up, you know, your interpretation of what's going on, and it, it really looks to me like the uh, well, sure, there there are excess deaths, but if you look at when the excess deaths came in at which places, it's really obvious that the vaccines themselves cannot be doing it, at least not. Not quickly or not at the same level. Cause if, if, you know, if you assume that these are all pretty much the same product, like all the mRNA vaccines or all the Pfizer vaccines or whatever, are the same thing that the batches aren't different. You, if you assume they're all uniform vaccines, you can find places where it's really clear that the whole country gets vaxxed and there's, you know, nothing happens at all. Uh, lots of them. And, and so it, it the only way to, Really uh, imagine that there might be something going on with a lot of people getting killed by these vaccines uh, is to imagine that some places are getting different batches from others, and even then,
1: I, I believe that. I believe that. Kevin. Yeah,
0: yeah. Even I mean, then, the, the evidence the is not all that strong for for fusion
1: Why can't why can't a, a similar conversation like this happens out in the open? Right. I mean, we we're on the very far fringe.
0: Yeah, true. A, lot of, a lot of people get angry about this. They won't. They won't talk to anybody who doesn't think the way they do for some reason. Why? Why would anybody have such an ego attachment to their views of this particular issue? I don't get it.
1: Right. So, but why would Rochelle uh, Walensky uh, uh, recommend vaccine for pregnant women for for even for toddlers? Okay, when they, they were no, they were not in danger of catching COVID.
0: Well, why? have you? it's a military experiment, in- Lynn. It's a military experiment. See, this is we're in the middle of biological World War Three. And one side thinks it can win that war by having superior technology, just like that same side was able to win against Japan by having nuclear bombs. Now they have uh, advanced germ weapons and, they think, mRNA vaccines. They need to do a really big test. Well, we just had the test, and fortunately it failed. mRNA vaccines don't work. They can't launch. Here's
1: a key point, Kevin. Here's, Here's a key point. I think they are they are at war against their own population. All right. They're not using the technology to protect the population. And that's why we see America breaking down. Everything they do is like, you know, is, is, is self-destructive. All right. So you know, they're not just going to war against uh, or preparing for war against Russia and China. They, they are attacking the American population. Well, you know? it, it, and, it looks
0: okay. that way, doesn't it? In some respects, it does look that way, I'll admit.
1: Right. I mean, how, you know, with the, the, the defund the police nonsense of, OK, they, someone might say, well, you know, that was only a very minor movement. But they, the, the police has been demonized forever. All right. You know, the, people, you're supposed to hate the cops. Right. They pigs, they racist pigs. They just can't wait to shoot black people on and on and on. Right. So the, 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 all the all the major cities with a large black po- with large black populations are out of control. Look at Chicago. Look at Philadelphia. Philadelphia well, is okay, well, so. he, he,
0: reality check again, Lindsay. Just, just in the same way with the vaccines, that I'm, I'm going to go to the best hard evidence I can find, which is usually numbers. So, same thing here, and so I, I look at that. Yeah, there was this big jump in crime after the George Floyd demonstrations, and then the cops all retreated back to their donut shops. However, that large, quote unquote, large jump in crime of what it was like, yeah, twenty percent or something like that. You know, the, the violent crime and murder rates actually didn't bring crime up to anywhere near the levels it was at in the eighties and early nineties when I was living in pretty dicey neighborhoods in San Francisco and uh, you know playing basketball with uh, with uh, black guys in black neighborhoods in Oakland uh, as well as in San Francisco. And the crime that, you know, there were a bunch of purse snatchings, like uh, female friends I had all had their purses snatched uh, more than once, sometimes fighting back and winning. Uh, There were regular auto burglaries, but that was Hispanics doing that uh, far more than anybody else. Uh, Sorry to say uh, they use these these racial generalizations, but they're still true. The the purse snatchings were black kids. The auto burglaries, usually the snatched stereos, were Hispanic kids. And, uh, the, oh, and then there was a murder, and um, I ended up uh, actually having a place, I was mostly living in a uh, motorhome during this period on the streets of San Francisco, but I did end up with a place in the Mission, where we had a murder, about average of one murder a year, and those were uh, Hispanic drug dealers doing that. So, anyway, I, that's where I was in the Bay Area in the 80s and 90s. The crime rate, violent crime rate, including black crime rate, there were a lot more black people in San Francisco then, and I was in their neighborhoods. I was, maybe you could say, I was part of this force that was gentrifying those neighborhoods because I wasn't black and I was in the black neighborhood. Crime was much worse then than it is now, even after George Floyd, statistically. So, again, you know, these, these kinds of generalizations that everything's going completely crazy and out of control, if you actually look at the numbers, you get some perspective.
1: Well, Kevin, I, I, the crack epidemic was very bad. Okay, so th- there was a spiking crime then. All right, but 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 let's 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 just not just focus on murder. Let's focus on uh, shoplifting. Okay, uh, you, you know, in the past, a shoplifter is a guy who shoved a can of tuna down his pants and walks out. Right? I mean, he you know he's not going to cause chaos. Now you have twenty guys marching into a 7-Eleven, grabs whatever they want. Right? and walk out you know so you that's a new phenomenon yeah that's that's pretty crazy right and now you have got you now you have this uh uh you know guys march i mean going to like a jewelry store and breaking all the cases and just grab things you know they just march right in they just overwhelm whoever's there you know and and they are dangerous now you have trucks uh you know driving into storefronts you know so you know the It's not just murder. You know, there's obviously something seriously wrong. Okay, now you have people getting shot on buses and uh, subway trains much more regularly. I still follow the news in Philadelphia. Uh, You know, when I was in Philadelphia, I read the newspaper every morning, and there would be like two or three murders a day, whatever, you know, Uh, maybe two, whatever. You know, it'd be a rare day when there wasn't one. Now I still follow the news in Philadelphia, and the, the incidents are just much more brazen you know and it's funny uh we uh, the uh, the prosecutor the public prosecutor is a guy that was uh is a jewish guy who was funded by soros so you know he was placed there by soros okay so you know the police are not effective because the the, the criminals are put out back on the streets so you know the bail is, is lower right and unless you kill somebody you're not going to be locked up you know the, the criminals are back on the street so quickly the city has gone to hell, and the people have been trying to get rid of this uh, uh, prosecutor, but they, they can't do anything about it. You know, Well in San so, Francisco, that's, they that's,
0: did get rid of the Soros prosecutor, as I recall. I think they voted in right, Philadelphia.
1: Out. They have been able to do that. You know, and you know Philadelphia has been democratic for so long that it's going to continue to be democratic. And uh, look, well, well, San Francisco now,
0: too, but they still got rid of the Soros prosecutor because he was okay, so, so extreme. Okay,
1: so yeah, right. But I mean, like. Uh, Soul is behind a lot of this nonsense, a lot of this chaos. All right, so it, it's a it's these guys who pretend to be benefactors to society, who are trying to like improve society. They're not. They're trying to destroy society. All right, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, Quran, okay. the Quran has a passage about
0: that. You know, that they, they're the fake, the false reformers. You know, they say, you know, they, they they claim that oh, we're just trying to reform and make things better, but actually, they're they're not. They're making things worse. Yeah. Right.
1: So I yeah. I'm not saying Jews are the only one doing that but they are very good at doing that. They've done it for a long time. You know, they're not going to say hey we hate uh Christians or we hate Muslims. They don't they, you know, they say we're progressive, right? We we're about uh, healing, unity, all that. But you know, there there is obviously an undercurrent of hatred of of non-Jews and it it, it fares up consistently and you see it. You know, but you can't say that because you're know, anti Semitic. What does that mean? I mean, the, the, that's why I'm not against any biological Jews. I'm against Jewish thinking because no, no, they no, wait, demonize wait. whole groups of people.
0: Okay, okay, so I, I agree with you that there's a certain uh, ethnocentrism uh, in the Jewish community and a very rabid ethnocentrism in a small minority of them. Okay and there's a certain tendency towards ethnic nepotism just like there is in a lot of people but maybe Jews have gotten better at it maybe it's a little more intense and it's helped them succeed better than most other groups so that's all true and the fact that we're not supposed to discuss it is completely bizarre but I don't think that means necessarily that the uh, Jewish community or you know are, they're the main people who are pushing for these Soros prosecutors there are, in the Jewish community, yeah, it, it leans left and liberal, and in some ways that's good. They opposed the 9-11 wars more than any other American ethnic community, and, and now there are many of them, the younger ones especially, are starting to wake up to what's really happening in, in occupied Palestine. So there's a good side to those left progressive Jews. And then there's also a bad side, as you mentioned, but there are also a whole bunch of kind of conservative law and order Jews, too. I mean, it's so these kind of and I don't think that overall interests of the Jewish community totally like line up with one or the other. If anything, I would think they would line up more with law and order because the Jews are the ones, you know, they're much more likely to get mugged uh, than uh, <laughs> a lot of other groups are.
1: Well, I'm not I'm not saying your average Jew wants to get mugged, but, he, he you know, he will he will support Black Lives Matter. Right. And I'm not saying that Black Lives Matter is not that much more than
0: other than like people. If you pick this class, middle class people at a certain income and educational level. okay, here's a Jewish one. Here's a non-Jewish one. What do you think Then the Jewish one is way more likely to support Black Lives Matter and Soros prosecutors? I don't think so.
1: Kevin, Kevin. All right. But let's look at the more influential um, um, uh, influencers, let's say, you know, like Democracy Now!, Amy Goodman, right? Uh, where you at now and where I was for a while, Unz, Unz, Review, Jewish guy, right? And I was at, uh, I was, I published a smoking chimp, Jewish editor. Alright, Op-Ed News, Jewish editor. Okay. Right. And, so and of all, of, all of those, I mean, like, Ron, to
0: me, Ron Unz stands out as a really, uh, good guy, uh, in, in, in basically all ways. And all of those other people you just mentioned are, are problematic.
1: Okay. Okay. But th- that's why we disagree. I used to think Unz was my ally. You know, I trusted him. And then when, when COVID came out, he was very against people who, who questioned the vaccine, which I thought was bizarre. Why can't we, we just talk about this? You know, uh, he tolerate everything else. So I realized, wait a second, you know, let's say we disagree, you know, like you and I disagree over the vaccine, but we can still talk, but he was very hostile towards his contributors who, who started to raise questions about this. And I was starting to figure that out myself. I didn't have a uh, you know, uh, 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 a ready-made opinion on vaccines you know uh you know i was trying to sort this thing out myself and and he was very hostile towards that and even now he insists that there's no problem and and you were going along with him and no then, no no, know, no.
0: That's, actually i i i can take some credit for uh helping ron become what would be considered an anti-vaxxer by most of the establishment now when i first discussed this with him uh, over lunch of, uh, several years ago, he was kind of surprised to find out that I had been systematically rejecting all vaccinations since the early 1990s. And I explained why. I told them about the research I did. He was very open to listening to it. And I don't think he looked into it for a while. And then he said he read uh, Bobby Kennedy's book last year. And I, I would say that Ron's position now is reasonable. And he's moved more towards my position. And he was quite... He was reasonable in... He listened to me. He ended up reading uh, the book. I had the publisher send him Turtles, uh, the Turtles All the Way Down book, which is the best book questioning vaccines. He gave that a good review, just like he gave the RFK Jr. book a good review. So, I mean, this is, you know, uh, I know, you you know, you had a problem with him for whatever reason, but I don't think it's that he's so unreasonable on that issue. In fact, I think he's done really good work on that issue and his analysis on it is mostly right. But even if I didn't think that, I would say, well, look, he changed his mind. He read, he read RFK Jr., he read Tur- Turtles, gave them both good reviews. Give the guy a break. I mean, compare that to everything else in the media.
1: Okay, Kevin, let's listen, man. It's a limited hangout, alright? I mean, you know, he, 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 he will agree with uh, reasonable people. to a a certain point, and he won't go any further. But what is the overall plan now? What is the the greatest danger now? I mean, as far as how is the USA and the West and other nations being attacked? How are they being subverted, you know? So he doesn't go there. For example, you and Ron think that the neocons are uh, uh, are like the greatest danger, right? I think that's, that's, uh, that's inadequate, to say the least. You know, we should be talking about neocons. Right. So, you know, America is not subverted by neocons. All right. You know, some of them may call themselves that, but it's it's a much greater attack. And and Ron doesn't go there and neither do you. And I think that's you're not doing your readers and your listener, uh, you know, any any favor by by ignoring the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest conspiracy against us all. Right.
0: Well, I, no. okay, so the, the neocons are, are a huge problem because they are lunatics with a philosophy of systematic evil who've gotten control over American foreign policy with the U.S. empire being the most powerful country in the world. So that's a pretty big problem. I mean, a huge problem. So now what is this other problem that you're saying is of equal size?
1: Okay, let's say, okay, let's say Victoria Nuland. You can call her a neocon or you can call her a Jewish racist, all right? a Jewish, uh, I mean, she hates Slavs. She hates Ukrainians. She's not trying to save Ukrainians. Okay, so let's say uh, Rochelle Walensky, I mean, she's not a neocon, but she made excuses after excuses for the the Jew jab. All right, and Albert Bula. I mean, he's not a neocon, you know? So I I, I don't think he was out just to make billions from this deadly vaccine. You know, it, there's an element of revenge in it. Because whenever he got uh, any kind of a, an, an, an award for his vaccine, he would talk about the Holocaust. So, you know, this is—I think we 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 witnessing a, a a genocide right now. And you don't agree. That's why you don't think there's any, you know there's any problem or, or there's a problem serious enough to warrant you know our utmost attention. You know, yeah. but but yeah. I think it and has it. already killed millions of people. I mean, it is a genocide, man. And Ron won't go there, and you won't go there. Okay, so you're talking about neocons. As you know, so you basically, you, you just want them to not wage uh, unjust wars, you know, unprovoked wars, you know, but, but the war is inside the country. It's inside people's bodies, man. All right. I mean, this is much more serious than, than in the past. Okay. I mean, okay. They attack Arab countries. They attack, you know, all, all countries, many countries, but now they're attacking you. They're attacking people inside America. They're attacking people all over, you know, so, well, well, so that's the danger.
0: Right, so, so uh, do you, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, your your view of why this group who that's doing this is, you know, de- deliberately uh, attacking people with these uh, killer jabs. Okay, in, in my view, you know, people mostly act in their perceived self interest, and we have just. Power struggle's going on. Everybody's competing against everybody else. And people that rise to the top tend to be psychopathic to some extent. And, of course, we're talking with the psychopath, psychopathy expert Harrison Coley in the second hour of the show. Uh, so given all of that, uh, it looks to me like military competition is driving very dangerous technological change that's going to be in the hands of people whose job is mass murder. And right now, the American empire has been taken over by these total lunatics. Remember in the PNAC document, Rebuilding America's Defenses, they look forward to the day when ethnic-specific, uh, bioweapons would be a quote-unquote politically useful tool. So, as I see it, these different, you know, groups, and at the top, sort of these nation-states, which are supported by the oligarchs, you know, a certain, uh, kind of consensus of oligarchs, uh, around a particular nation state and the biggest one now is the you know the u.s empire that with the biggest military establishment it wants to dominate the world it wants to finish the world takeover rather than you know decline and fall and uh and in and, and create a multipolar world so that empire is now under the domination of these neocons who are, who are fanatical maniacs uh who did 9-11 who did the the ukraine war to try to bleed russia not because they are jews who hate slavs that might play into it a little bit but the main issue is that they're lunatic ma- crazed extreme uh, liberal american nationalists who are drunk on their so-called liberal values which are very decadent and one of the reasons that they want the american empire to stay in power or expand its power is to push those liberal values, the you know, rainbow flags and such, down the throats of everybody in the whole world, that's the ideology. It's not, it's not like Judaism. It's not even Jewish ethnicity. It's the American empire pushing liberal values on the whole world. And they're doing that at gunpoint through this massive military establishment dominated by total extremist psychopaths. And most, a lot of those neocons, they don't care about Israel even much more than they care about the U.S. or anything else. I mean, they're basically just, uh, you know, extreme power freaks, but they have hooked up with the U.S. empire. So this is all a big, you know, imperial power thing. And I, I just don't really see why, uh, anybody would be deliberately just sort of randomly, uh, poisoning much of the world with these shots, uh, but
1: Kevin, 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 Kevin. I mean, uh, who, uh, Jews, whoever they have long associating with, they 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 grow to hate with the intensity that's bizarre, right? So they hate Arabs, they hate Muslims, right? They hate Christians. They really do hate Christians. You know, they attack Christianity all the time. So whoever they have long associating with, they 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 just hate. And I'm not saying like you know every uh, uh, every Jew has the same intensity of hatred. But you know that becomes like a a a, a, a theme, you right? know. So so look at how many Arab countries they they have tried to destroy and have destroyed or have ruined, right? So so that's the motivation, you know. It's 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 a visceral, it's an emotional drive, you know. So it's not just about the, uh, expanding the empire. But here's another thing. I mean, I brought this up in in one of my last uh, recent articles. If the point is, if if the aim is to um Counter the rise of Russia and China, right? And and to maintain supremacy, why are they uh, destroying their own society? Okay, because like they, they they're making the men more effeminate, right? They're pushing this trans uh, uh, transgender thing uh, endlessly to to children, right? They're allowing cities to become more chaotic. They destroy small businesses through lockdowns, and that's another thing that you know that is owns has no problem with. Lockdown destroys so many businesses. The homeless population in, in, across America is out of control. So if the point is to uh, combat Russia and China, why do you want to weaken your own society? Yeah, so I I realize, think that's a good question.
0: A so I, I think the answer to that, Lynn, is that they don't realize that they're weakening it. They are so drunk on liberal ideology. Uh, You know, we're in a decadent phase of civilization, and it's a liberal civilization, right, based on the idea of freedom coming out of the French Revolution, the Enlightenment, Uh, you know, freedom for the individual uh, to pursue material goals. So that ideology is now in its extreme decadent phase. And so the individual freedom that they care about now isn't the freedom of self-expression, freedom of speech and so on, freedom of association, freedom of bodily integrity and all of that. No, now the freedom that they care about is the freedom of unusual people to do bizarre sexual things and to sort of force everyone else to cheer for them <laughs> you know so it's it, but they they don't know they really don't think that they are weakening their I, I, society I think I know by doing very well, Kevin. this.
1: I think that's our big news. Well, think go talk to these well people. I, I
0: live among them. I mean, I live here, you know, close to Spring Green, Wisconsin, full of people flying these rainbow flags and believing the nonsense and, Kevin, you know, Kevin. stand with Ukraine. And they're not Jewish. They're a bunch of, you know, liberal, well, they, they decadent idiots.
1: They have been brainwashed. But listen, I mean, I I call Ron Nunes the Jerry Springer of uh, alternative media, you know, because Jerry Springer wears his suits, right? He has these white people, mostly, and some black people go on stage and tear each other clothes off and fight each other and just act like animals, right? And the crowd loves it, right? And at the end, he gives this little moral lecture. I don't know if you ever watched the show, but no, he, he always I, gives somehow it a moral I missed lecture.
0: that. I, I, ne- I haven't really, I've never owned a television as such, so I, didn't, I haven't watched most All of this. All right. Stuff. So,
1: so, so, so here you have a Jewish phony who pretends to like teach us how to live, but he makes his living off of. Off of whites and mostly whites, man. You don't see Jews going crazy on his stage. You see whites. You don't even see Orianos doing that, right? Mostly whites. So he's making white trash while pretending to to uh, uplift them. So that's that's the Jewish, uh, you know, tactic. And okay, Ows um, uh, is doing the same. He's encouraged beastly behavior in his comment section. All right. Uh, 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 and, he, you know, he's pretending to, wait, to e- help
0: encouraged them. Encouraged or just uh, it's, moderated very, very loosely?
1: Listen, man, I mean, I, I was a magnet for, for, for some of the worst comments because I was like the only non-white there. You, you see, so that's when I realized my role was triggered, these assholes. I realized, wait a second, man, this is absurd. So Odin's is doing the same. You know, I mean, uh, our, our good friend uh, Revuski made a funny point, you know, that these, uh, you know, these uh, redneck types need a place to vent the, the racial hatred. But they were too stupid to, to organize their own website, so they need a Jew to do it, you know. So, so Unz is acting like a fucking uh, David Duke type, you know. I mean, he's, like, he's like the grand wizard for this uh, KKK rally, you know. That's called Unz Review. You know?
0: Yeah, so, I, I, I don't see it that way, Lynn, really. It, it, like, number one, when I read Ron's, act, his stuff, as opposed to other people on the site, much less the comments, his stuff is uniformly good, and, you know, much of it is, is, is excellent. It's it's just really good work. So why does he have such a strange, you know, with this this broad uh, mass of stuff that includes, you know, this Andrew Anglin and all this kind of, you know, hyper-offensive type stuff, and, and why does he tolerate... People who like that sort of thing and have that sort of attitude in his comments, well, I just think it's it's looks to me like it's a commitment to free speech and wanting to have a good sized audience. And it's, Kevin, you know, it's you,
1: you know you know the history, you know the history of, of free speech in the USA. Jews have done that to push pornography, to push gangster rap. You know, I mean, they they have used the the cover of free speech to push decadence. They have a long history of that. And you know, as for Un's Review, it's pretending to be a legitimate. Uh, dissident website. So it can't just be, you know, um, you know, it can't be Andrew Anglin all the time. You know, it has to look, say, my legitimate, you know, and that's why I was there, you know, to, 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 to make it look like, hey, this is not just a white, you know, rally, uh, uh, you know, it's something else. You know, that, that's why it's a limited hangout. I mean, he, he can't just come out as a, as a fool, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh as a, as an instigator of, of racial hatred. You know? So, but, a, what, what do you think? What I do you
0: think he's trying to accomplish? Like, what I think he's trying to accomplish is, you know, I, I think he is, you know, he's interested in the, you know, in these you
1: know,
0: issues. He's, you know, in debating history and current events, and he's developed an ever stronger sympathy with kind of marginalized voices who actually have something legitimate to say but have gotten unjustly cens- censored or marginalized. And so, he w- after American conservative, he said, "Look, I can." put out something that's going to have a bigger audience and have more impact and be a hell of a lot more interesting than this on a fraction of the budget. So that's why he started the website. And basically every choice he's made with that website kind of just fits that narrative. It doesn't fit some narrative where he's like trying to be some Jerry Springer in order to you know, poison the, the white race. I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think he's trying to accomplish
1: well, Kevin, listen, man, you know, uh, you, you've talked about the Holocaust. I've talked about the Holocaust. Ron has talked about the Holocaust, right? So that's, that's, a, that's something to be debunked, right? So, you know, we, we risk our, our careers even to talk about that. So Ron has talked about that. But what about the genocide that's going on right now? What about the current Holocaust? And since you and Ron don't think there is one, you don't think there's a problem. I think there's a serious problem. Alright, I think there's a, there's a Holocaust being conducted right now. And that's, I think, a, a big disagreement. Alright, and that's why I get, uh, kind of heated up to talk about this, because I think people are being murdered right now. And, and, well, with this Holocaust, you know, have the
0: same problem as the other Holocaust, which is, you know, where are the bodies, right? I mean, the official right, story they, of that Holocaust the is, they, is they, no dug <laughs> they dug them up. They dug them up, and then they buried them again, and they dug them up, and they burned right, them, right, right. And they scattered the – But so it's the same thing here. Like, uh, every, I, I know huge numbers of people that got jabbed. Uh, you know, it wasn't, like, obvious that they did it any worse than the people who didn't get jabbed. So what's okay, – where's then, the Holocaust? Not
1: everyone who gets jabbed is hurt, but I'm saying they uh, – I'm convinced they already killed millions of people. All right. So, so, it, it, how many, how many millions do you need to kill for it to qualify as a genocide? And, and this is not, you know, these people die alone. You know, it's not like uh, they, they herded into some concentration camps, you know, and, and, and most of the people who die in the, in the concentration camp die of starvation from American bombs destroying supply lines. Okay. So you can say America killed them. You know, it wasn't the Germans who killed them because they were still allowed to be rescued. Or, or you know uh, they were they were reduced to skeletons and they die in the camps because food couldn't get to them. All right, I'm not saying Germans were great. I'm not saying Nazis were great, but a lot of them died because because food couldn't get to them. Germans were dying outside the camps. All right, but that's you know 80 years ago. All right, so what about the genocides happening right now? This is something we can still do. We can still resist. You know, and I think the the, the task of any dissident writer. Is to combat the evil that's happening right now. Not to, you know, I mean, it's okay to revisit something 80 years ago and 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 discuss that. But the, you know, when your house is burning down, you have to do something right now. You know, if 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 you can save a single life, that's worth it.
0: Well, the first the first thing you should do, Lynn, if you want to have an impact and stop this holocaust, is come up show me the 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 show, show me the proof that there really is this Holocaust going on. I, I've looked into it fairly extensively and I've had all kinds of interviews with all kinds of people, with some people with pretty high-end vax death estimates like Steve Kirsch. Uh, I've had uh, you know, Matthew Crawford on sort of critiquing Kirsch but agreeing that there are a lot of vax deaths on and on. But, but I, after looking into it from a bunch of different angles, I just don't see uh, evidence that there is this you know massive vax holocaust going on. It's not even clear to me that there have been more vax deaths than quote unquote lives saved, you know. Uh, over the long haul, I would guess that the overall impact of this vax on human health will probably be negative. But that's the way I would frame it. I'm not framing it as, oh, you know, everybody who got the shot, shot's gonna die, or a huge fraction of them are gonna. It looks, No, it looks to me like, I mean, it's vet, the disease itself killed. You know maybe 03 percent of the people who, who got it, you know mostly the really old and feeble people, and I think the VAx is harming people or killing people at kind of that level or or possibly even less so either way, it looks to me like the you know these overblown claims uh, on all the sides are really not helping anybody's credibility
1: so you don't you don't think Steve Koy is very convincing, huh? Well
0: I think he's he's probably overestimated the uh the vax toll. And again did, did you actually try to critique uh you know Ron actually did a pretty good piece on this looking at it from an, a useful angle which is to compare the time that people got vaxed with then you know death rates what what happens to the death rates when they break out the vax they vax everybody in Iceland between you know uh like February 2021 and and and, and summer 2021 and then you chart their excess deaths and there aren't any at all, okay? And then you do it in other countries, and what you it's its a little bit chaotic. And you know, to the extent that you find any real correlations, it's that countries with obesity seem to be having a big problem with COVID and or the vax. And looking at the timing, it looks like it might actually be COVID more than the vax. So I, I don't know if you read Ron's articles on that, but they were pretty good. And then looking at other uh, analyses, it you know, in all cases, you still don't, don't get uh, a clear signal where the vaxxes get administered, and then at some point after you get large numbers of deaths. Uh, yeah, you can cherry pick countries and regions and stuff and get that, but ultimately it's it doesn't look like a Holocaust to me. It looks but I'm not getting vaxed—that's for sure. I'm really glad I didn't. I'm not telling people to get vaxed. I'm just saying that when we claim it's a Holocaust and then there, no Holocaust shows up, it doesn't help our credibility. Okay.
1: I think that's why we disagree. Like I said, you know, these people die alone. You know, they die singly, and they die, uh, you know, um, they don't die immediately. You know, there are people who drop dead after the vaccine. Some people drop dead a year later because their immune system is compromised. So you might have people dropping dead 10 years later, you know. And, like, you know, different batches were sent to different places, so you're not going to see, you know, a, a uniform death rate everywhere. But there apparently there is – I mean, not apparently. There is proof that – there is excess death in many countries, all right. Who, who who have done studies about this? So how how do you explain the excess excess death that is continuing, mm. right? So so but you know uh, in time this will this will clear this will be more clarified. So but we disagree. You, you don't think it comes down to you not you don't think, uh, Bula has any any evil intention, uh? Albert Bula and Rochelle Walensky. Uh, you don't think oh, oh, um, uh, Garland. You know the. Uh, uh, the, uh, the the guy the justice department you don't think they have any evil intention or you know all the media who 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 line up behind the jab uh, norm chomsky uh you know uh, alternative media guy whatever you know you don't think they have any, any bad
0: intentions so no, i no, disagree. No i think I, I, they have
1: very bad intentions really
0: you, so you you know? think chomsky said these insane things about the jab because he is constantly part of some plan to kill people off i mean i, I think no he's... no
1: I, no i i I don't, I don't mean that but his his jewish uh his uh, you know, he – well, no, I don't know, because the guy, had a, he, the guy hung out with uh, Epstein, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, not, not going to be his compromise. character with this. very compromised. Sure. I, I don't know. I don't know what's in his heart.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah. But but, but, but he, still, he, this, yeah. this idea of some kind of conscious conspiracy in which people actually know that these jabs are harmful, and that's why they're supporting them, I don't think so. I, mean, I, think, I, I, I
1: think Buller openly knows. Buller knows. He knows.
0: I I, you know? I, see, I, I think I, the, I the worst – no, I, I think the worst it gets is like, I think people like Fauci, for example, I think Fauci knows that he's fronting f- you know, for, among other bureaucrats, he's fronting for the Pentagon. He's fr- fronting for the bioweapons community. And he does terrible things because it's called for, you know, that's his, that's his job. And ultimately these people rationalize and think, Hey, I'm protecting my country. That's what we bio, bioweapons people do. Anyway, Lynn, it's been a great conversation. It's nice that we can argue about this stuff. And, uh, um, not cancel each other. <laughs> Keep yeah, on yeah, okay, right let, let,
1: let me, let me say one more thing, man. Okay, you, you got about 10 things. seconds. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the Kennedy, uh, candidacy is going to go nowhere, okay? He's buying time for the criminals. I'm not, okay. I'm not doubting his, uh, okay. integrity. right. <laughs> he's,
0: he's, he's actually
1: helping them by running Okay,
0: pressure. we're going to have to talk again in the future and see who's right. Take care, love. <laughs> bye bye. Okay. All right. That's in Back in the, in the time second time. hour with Harrison Coley. Stick around.